been bald for? A little over seven years. How old are you? Uh, 34. 34 years old and you're completely bald. I'm completely bald, yeah. yeah. Now, did it start in like just a certain area? Or oh, it, it started up here. Like it's a, like my grandfather, like it's, it's, it's one of those definitely like runs in my dad's side of the family. But like in high school, it started to thin a little bit, but not too bad. But as soon as I was out of high school, it was like, there was like, it just looked terrible. And finally, like my, the only reason I never shaved it was my mom was a hairstylist. And she was just like, you've got a pointy head. You'll look so silly bald. And uh, I finally got tired of it. And uh, like right after my daughter was born, I shaved it. And as soon as I did, I was like, this looks amazing. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? And and as soon as I took a picture, I said to my mom, she's like, oh, my gosh, you look great. I was like, <laughs> she's like, I always knew you look great bald. I was like, you fucking traumatized me. I would have done this sooner. That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. I would have done this sooner. Dude, guys, welcome. Help, I'm high. Can't get down. This is episode... 17 hell yeah with fucking deaf goldblum that's uh hoy deaf goldblum help i'm high and i can't get down by the way especially with that intro music is like the perfect like name for you like like i, I want to let you know like i i love the name of your podcast it's, oh thank you so much it's actually super funny because my roommate at the time he's in this band and he wrote that song on this album and the song that song is called Eddie's Journey. I don't know if you if you look at the uh, comments, or not the comments, but the details. It shows you like the oh, band. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's called Eddie's Journey. And actually, oh, actually, I'm wearing the shirt that the album came on, and there it is. There I am. Look at me. I'm a little. <laughs> oh yeah, stick, there it is. I'm a little stick guy with a, a little little hobo pouch. Shout out to Hydron. This was fucking Mario Slagle, my fucking man. Yeah, so. I, I actually always read it as like, you know, help, I'm high and I can't, I don't know how to boogie anymore, you know, like, that's, <laughs> that's how I. Yeah, it's kind of like a. <laughs> and I was like, that's Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, shout out to Mario and his band Hydrone. They're fucking awesome. I was going to say, I just had to choose it. I was like, dude, it's got my name on it. You know what I mean? Might yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, man, where did Def Goldblum come from? Tef Goldblum. Uh, are you are you ready to reveal your real name to the world? <laughs> um, is this? Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm like, high. Yeah, I, I is assume this you your want, first like, podcast. Uh, this isn't. I, I did a uh, Time Plus a while back with uh, Jameson. And, okay. Uh, did Andrew. you guys talk about this already? No, no, <gasps> I've, uh, I've not talked about so this. World... I was actually late to that podcast because it was live. <laughs> so, world first. Are you ready to reveal? Your real first name? My real first name? It's it's honestly it's a great yeah I mean I can it's it's Dane I don't know why it's like hesitant. Dude, I thought he was gonna drag this out. Like, for I, I, I I considered going into the joke. I was like, does he want me to do the bit because you can... it's the bit like like because like yeah, a lot of people ask like Def Goldblum is that a, is that your real name like and I address this on stage as like yeah, yeah Def is actually short for Deffery. And, uh, uh, yeah, like, and that's my middle name. Uh, it's actually, my full name is Moses Defrey Goldblum the third, and it's a family name and it's just a, it's a whole thing. But what's silly is like people who've heard that joke a million times and understand that the name is a joke, you know, they like come up to me and they'll be like, you know, it was just tonight that I finally realized that's not your real name. I'm like, really? Like I've known you for like six months. <laughs> so your name is, you say, so you say your name is Dane. Dane. Yeah. Dane. So why Def Goldblum? Um, I mean, it, because it was a joke of sorts. Uh, I, I was uh, doing karaoke and helping host karaoke and stuff. 
and uh, everybody had like karaoke host names. And uh, at one point, I, 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 one of my big comic influences is Tim and Eric. Uh, uh, in their billion dollar movie, they had Chef Goldblum, and it was Jeff Goldblum playing one of their knockoff characters, Chef Goldblum. And I was just like, I'm, I'm so going to use that because I'm deaf. Yeah. Go bloom. But no D E F. <laughs> so what does that stand for? Uh, that, that was, uh, uh, bequeathed upon me later. Like, like, uh, I was, cause just, I think deaf. Goldblum, yeah, would have been a hilarious karaoke name. And <laughs> honestly, like, you know well, and I mean? that was kind of the play. Like, uh, because one of the shows I was hosting, uh, some, <laughs> somebody was uh, like, they 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 thought I was going by Deaf Goldblum. Uh, that's what they heard when they when the name came across or whatever. And uh, they were like, "Are you Deaf Goldblum?" I was like, uh, "It's Chef Goldblum." They're like, "No, no, no, you're Deaf Goldblum. You need to go by Deaf Goldblum." I was like, "Oh, I like that. Like, that's dope." And they were like, "D E F." gold bloom and i was okay. like all right all right and i was like that was it i was like i'm, I'm here for it so. okay sweet so like, it's mean, not really that glamorous of a story but i i, I feel like I death like gold bloom like it's crazy because i don't know a single person that calls you by dane no it's... except for your one friend your <laughs> one blonde or redheaded friend or yeah uh, my my sister yeah uh no it's a my 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 girlfriend there was this moment uh where like she'd come out and d done comedy with me and like everybody she knew prior to comedy like knew me from karaoke and they all called me deaf and uh we were hanging out with a bunch of friends that i've known since high school and uh everybody was calling me dane and at one point she like came, like pulled me in she's like it's taken me a minute but for a while there i needed i felt like i needed to tell everybody like guys his name is deaf you need to call him deaf <laughs> like like this is too weird like and, and it is like when i when somebody does say my say my damn, name maybe your girlfriend was calling you deaf yeah well it was just she was so used to being in public around everybody else mm. and calling me deaf you know it was one of those like it, it's an intimate thing yeah you know? she's probably when if she ever watches this she'd be like oh my gosh like like this is like <laughs> everyone I can't knows. believe like yeah <laughs> but i mean it's it's it, deaf gold blooms the stage persona i mean like that's okay. very much it like uh, so what got you into karaoke DJing or um, whatever? I just, I was already doing it. Like I, I had free time as a single dad. <laughs> and uh, so how did you get into that gig though? Um, because uh, I was uh, seeing somebody who was also a karaoke host. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it was a fun thing. Like, but it was a, a, too much drinking. Like your bar tab pretty much ended up just like you, you really didn't have much left over if you were drinking. And so, okay. and then it was like, it can get boring <laughs> if you're not drinking and so okay yeah it was a, it's a fun thing but it's not, it wasn't wasn't for me okay yeah, i still enjoy singing and going out <laughs> doing karaoke was that like the only thing that you dj'd uh prior to that about like 10 years prior i did like uh some high school like gigs back when soldier boy was uh <laughs> the big thing i don't remember what year that would have been was that like Oh nine? I have I no think. clue. I, I just say, remember. I was gonna say oh eight. So uh, maybe yeah, maybe oh eight. Actually, it may have been oh eight because uh, I remember uh, doing this this gig in Lexington, Kentucky, at this high school, and it was like my first like uh, uh, like they were showing me the ropes on like how to, how to do this stuff with their system, and they're like, and if you ever just want to like get the, these kids to just like lose their shit, like, and he just put on soldier boy and everybody like it didn't matter who was like all of these kids lined up to do the fucking soldier boy dance you know like oh and i was God. just like this is amazing this, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it, and it was one of those like, like you get a god complex you're just like uh, like the, this kid's getting upset with me i'm just gonna play soldier boy and he's just gonna walk away like i'm sorry i'm not playing your song but here's soldier boy again yeah <laughs> <laughs> like they'll get angry if i play anything else <laughs> that's hilarious sweet so 
what made you transition then into comedy after doing karaoke? Um, COVID kind of hit and, uh, like I, I had already kind of stopped doing karaoke other than just recreationally. Um, and, uh, like with friends, but, uh, as, as COVID was lifting, I, uh, like I, comedy is something I've always written. I, I do a lot of writing. Like that's something that I, I love to do. And, uh, I realized like, yeah, like I, I love doing like standup is something I've always loved. Oh shit. You know? I totally So forgot. really like, yeah, like I've, I've, I've just came out <clears throat> since post COVID. Like I've only been doing this for. Are we allowed to talk about, uh, your past writing experience? To oh, it, like I mean, we don't need yeah, to talk about like, the specific companies or whatever. No, but. like well, so like I've 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 like written some music and stuff like that, but like the, the company stuff. Because really, you used to write like articles and well, stuff, right? Yeah, and that's stuff that like I I've I I don't know how much because like I've apparently I've had articles that have just been erased and uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. So like you can find my name, but the article's not there. You know, uh, okay. it's, it's it's companies that I've worked for that were like yeah blog posts and stuff. Um, sadness but yeah so you it, have like a writing experience i do uh, so that's why yeah. you're writing all the time yeah and, and so you start dipping into comedy a little bit well even before that like uh i had some friends that i'd known since like elementary school and they were like hey we've got access to this pizza place and like we want to do like a web series this is like when the guild with felicia day was a thing okay and uh they were like let's do like a dramedy and they were like you know like you know shoot with what you have you know i'm a big fan of kevin smith and like that robert rodriguez kind of filmmaking style of like you know, no budget, but use what you have. And when they said pizza place, I was like, all right. And they said, come up with something because they, I was like, yeah, the brain trust in this. And I wound up just writing six episodes of this, of this thing. Like I, I was like, Hey, what if we go with this direction? They're like, I like that. And I wrote it. And then when I finished it, they read it. They're like, this was great. Let's do a let's play channel. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and I, so that like, kind of like kind of burst my bubble. But at the same time I had fun doing the let's play with them with okay. what little bit I did. Um, what games did you guys play? Uh, the one we did the Scott Pilgrim game, okay. uh, and we did Until Dawn. Okay. Um, uh, I I think we also did some NBA Jam. I don't know. And if that you ever guys got did released. this on Twitch or just YouTube? This was just this was back like ten years ago on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's shout out Infinite Errors. I it's felt a like it's yeah, not terrible. I, we had a great time. I it's started fun. doing a lot of like Minecraft stuff, like a lot of Minecraft and uh, fucking Call of Duty back in the day. Cause that was like when black ops was huge and I used to be fucking great. So I just yeah. post my shit. My on daughter there. loves Minecraft. Yeah. And then oh, I love Minecraft too. <laughs> dude, dude, the, the Minecraft stuff. I remember I, I might still have one up. I don't remember what channel would be under, but I remember posting like a video and I went back and watched it. I was like, wow, this is wow. It's rough. Right? Kids are annoying. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like it's what rough. the fuck was going on, dude? Excuse me. Yeah. It's just like, well, it's just like, I don't know. The reason why I feel like I went to comedy was just because, uh, that fake personality, like, and I, and I kind of got this with serving with serving though. It's a little different. Cause you're like making the money. You know what I mean? With let's plays, you're not making the money until you get a fucking audience, exactly. which to, to fake something, to get an audience is so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you're somebody who's an honest person, it's just like, oh, what am I doing? Like, I'm making this stupid voice. I'm pretending to be scared of a fucking pig. You know what I mean? Oh, you scared me. Oh, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, I mean, I, as much as my daughter plays Roblox and I do play with her, I guarantee if I streamed it, I probably would, like, get a following. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. It's like, 
like she like my my kids do like we're all gamers. Dude, kids like, love when like fucking middle aged men just fucking play the game and they're just it's like true dude because so i'll be true. honest with you i was i've started playing minecraft again after they got that huge ass update they just fucking updated the game like super crazy so it's like got like a new caves <laughs> shit dude I'm I, I i i haven't i've heard about it but i'm not I've, dude you yeah, need I've to updated, play but i've not played yeah it's fucking great like uh. dude i know like people who are like 30 who are like going back into the game who are like dude this is like nuts it's like a totally different game but anyway yeah. um I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, but, oh, I when I started playing the game again, I, like, was trying to, like, find somebody to stream and, mm -hmm. like, watch. And uh, I found some dude, big-ass beard, just some old dude. And he's just explaining everything. And just, like, and I'm like, oh, I can just, Yeah, just this. imagine. He's just, just, like, like sitting back. So this is chilling. how we do it. It's, like, very Bob Ross, but, like, you know, very calm. He's just like, so, like, yeah, with the new Caves expansion. You're just, like, yeah. in it. Dude. At the very end, he drops his OnlyFans, and you're like... I might, I might subscribe. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. This. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was, it was super crazy, too, because this guy, in specifically, he did a lot of, like, charity work. So a lot of the stuff that he, a lot of the money that he was making, I guess, from the stream, just, like, and this, I guess, was constant because I had gone back and watched a few of them. They were all, like, donations. So it's, like, anybody that, like, would send money, he was, like, he was, like, a writer. So I guess he, like, was giving money to, like, kids to help, like, teach them how to write or something like that. I don't remember. There was but, a, you mentioned charity work. This actually reminded me of something. There was a post recently of a, a, a recent thing that was inviting comedians out to a show. I'm not going to point names or whatever. But they were like, yeah, like, come out. Like, it's going to be for a good, like, 10% like of all proceeds go to a good charity. And it was like, they was asking for, like, free comedians, like, com comedians to come out and perform for free, which, cool. I get that. Okay. But I commented, I was like, was the charity, uh, the comedians? And that comment went away real fast. Whoa. <laughs> like, I mean, it was like, it was kind of like, it's one of those like, Damn. you know, like comedians would like to get paid, you know, like, like I get it. But like, it was, it was a little, it was a little, it was a little mean. But I was like, what do you think the solution is to trying to fi figure out how to get comedians some type of, uh, you know what I mean? We we play too much Dang. to ourselves. I think, in, at least in the Columbus comedy scene, to a degree, yeah. um, it's it's it, I, like don't it's hard. Like, I don't I've, think I've any, gotta, I don't like, think everybody deserves to get paid. No. I'm not saying I deserve. Well, to get paid and all the time but I think I think that like if if I think the goal is though that that you know like we 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 try to help each other like yeah. that we get paid you know, and that's 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 the goal. And like yeah. I have no problem like doing free shows. Like, you know I, I really don't. But it's because we're all working. I understand that you know if I'm working with this person, we're all aiming for the same thing. Yeah. You know, uh, there's been shows where it's like one I get paid and the next one. We didn't. We, we sold. We sold enough to pay for the room. Awesome. Cool. At least we got to entertain these people, and like we made fans that we yeah. know people, new followers, and stuff like that. That's something, you know. And so, like, yeah, the goal is to get paid eventually. Sure. <laughs> I really wish. I really wish that. Like, I don't. I've never been to like the comedy store, but I just. I, at least from like what I understand, it's like what each comic goes up, they get like fifteen minutes or something like that. And I think they get paid for that uh, at the comedy store, but it's like. I wish we had something like that where it's like we had just like just local comedians mostly, you know what I mean? Maybe you get a pop in for every once in a while and maybe if w it was big enough that like we would actually end up getting like real ass comedians like coming in, but it's like it would be nice if we had a spot like that where yeah. it's like you come in, you do 10, do 15 minutes, 
I don't know how much like you probably wouldn't walk out with a lot, but like you know, you maybe a few drinks, maybe you get a drink or two for free. That would be dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like and I something honestly like the the the, the bringer mic that Funny Bone's doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did it this last month. But there's yeah. no like perks to that other than potentially getting a show, right? Potentially, but they it, you I, I think I heard rumor that they might be doing like a, a second one. Like if if they get enough like feedback and if people are doing it, they do two shows a month. That's that's a cool yeah, idea because that. Oh, oh really? Shit. That's awesome. And see, I, oh, yeah. that's great. Uh, on the, the hey, dude, that's perks for working at a fucking comedy club. And and the, you get the get the inside knowledge. And the plus side <laughs> of that for for the comedians who like connect who 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 have a following who can you know at least you know sell the few seats to get in, you know like that's 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 giving you even more potential space for yeah, just yeah, the yeah. people that are other people coming through. Well, and that's like the crazy thing is that like at it's least perfect. I'm so glad that we're opening up to like all that shit because I feel like one of the things that like you know is going to help is that like for people who have a problem getting a following if you have at least just four people that can just go in plug your Instagram right off before you get off the stage and then boom you get like maybe 10 followers that night 20 followers you know depending on how many people are actually willing to like get on their phone and follow you oh, yeah. but it's like you know what I mean you could get that and if you do that you know 10 times a year you know what I mean? You could potentially get, you know, an extra 100 followers, extra 120 followers, and then, you know, exactly. 10 years. And, and, and always ask them. Always, Boom. If you meet those people and they, you know, yeah. say, are you, you know, are you going to be here next month? Exactly. Because you're going to boost whoever they came to see originally, and you're also going to have that name recognition. The exactly. next time they're going to remember to look out for you. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, if you're going to do, if you're going to do shows like that, stick around too. Like, Dude, make sure you, you marketing is hard. It is. Marketing is so fucking hard. It's, and, especially with like the algorithms like there's like a way to like figure the algorithms out and like make the most viral video ever and, and honestly the like, things that's worked best for me is is actually getting out and yeah. and, and and mixing up rooms yeah. you know like uh you what's know, your favorite spot i knew you're gonna ask that ah. um, i mean it would have to like i i the, the shrunken heads are weight room man yeah like you know like i i know like i, I don't know, know. Uh, i'll but, say this shrunken heads great don't get me wrong but but I would put it at number two. I, well, this is why I put it as my number one is okay. is because it, we it, it's a place where we do have two nights a week for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's two completely different types of crowds. Yeah. You know, Mondays it might be a room full of comedians, but that at least for me is, as as yeah. somebody who like tries to write new stuff as much as possible, that forces me to try and get you guys to laugh on that night. You know, Friday if there's a bunch of new faces. What's your number two? My number two. I do really love Saver Pint. Dude, yeah, I, that's my number one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I don't Saber, get to, I don't get to make it savor. Here's as my as argument I for number want. one for Saber Pint. It's just because it is a much smaller room. So if you, like the Shrunken Head, there are nights where you only get like one to four people from the outside. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like it's an empty room. But if you get one to four people at Saver Pint, it's like oh, the room is like a quarter full. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like actually sizable. It doesn't look empty and you it's it feels usually, a little easier to control the crowd. And like a good examples like we were there last night. Uh, like they even though a lot of them had their backs to you they're listening. Yeah. And you can hear them laugh. Oh dude. And and their reaction that was like the you weirdest knew they were listening after they after you you finished their set. Like then they would turn and actually like but like no, it was it was one of those things like 
every room's different. You know, like uh, yeah. Red Rock's another fun one that like, oh, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a wild That's room. That's a hard room. Oh, I love that That's room. That's a hard room. I love room. that room. <laughs> yeah. Such a it's one room. of those, you, you go up with with what you, you think you're going to say, and then you get off on a tangent and they're great with that. I, I'm, a, you know, I go off on tangents all the time where I get lost. I'm like, oh yeah. What was I going to talk about? This, you know, they're, <laughs> okay. they're, they're like, yeah, we're keep going, keep going, keep Hell going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a good room. Uh, but no, Saver Pine is, is a wonderful place as well. Okay. So I sidetracked you completely yeah. from the original comedy. So you were writing comedy and then you started going out. Why did you start going out? Why did you, where was your first spot? Why did you choose that spot? Um, okay. So I want, yeah, why I, I, I dabbled in stand up just like, as, as like I was, I was playing music and stuff and I kind of dabbled in stand up at like a couple open mics years ago and such. And, uh, now I like, I, I've always had a passion for it. I've always written jokes, like just like text my friends or, you know, uh, that we'd just send each other or just post a, you know, Facebook or whatever. And, uh, it just finally one day, like with, with all the comedy I'd been listening to, I just, I looked at my roommate and I was like, I think I'm going to do stand up. He was like, do it. Like, yeah. Like, like I, I know you can do this with as much as you write. Like, yeah, you, you've got this. Uh, the first place I went out was Scully's and oh snap. I don't, I think, I think it was because I just like search like open mics and like on a, like events on Facebook to see if there's anything. And they were the best. They were just, and, they just had the best marketing. And it like, was. I mean, it, they were. Yeah. Sam just like that's knows. exactly. You know what I mean? And when I got there, that was one of the first people I met. Yeah. Because um, it's like that's like why I wish like I don't know. And I'm not saying that I'm interested in learning all of that, but I need. I think everyone needs to learn a little bit because it's like if you don't know how to market you're never going to get people to shit because it's like, like you said, you just looked up open mic and the first thing that came up was fucking, you know what I mean? Exactly. Scully's. I've heard people say that they've seen the shrunken head when they've looked it up, but it's just like, you know what I mean? We need better marketing. We need to like make and a paid post for each mic or something like that. Honestly, like, those, those little fa like where you can like buy Facebook ads yeah. and stuff. It's really cheap. I think it's this is just coming down to it's like we need to if someone's not already doing this right now, we need to do it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's what it comes down yeah, that's to. That's it. Like honestly, it's just hard because it's like you want to do stuff, but you're like, oh, I'm not gonna get recognition for this, you know, or not. And it's not even for the recognition, but it's just like it's like you're doing it for nothing. You know what I mean? You're just yeah, you're like not trying doing to get it for nothing. Like, okay, like, yeah. like, 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 I mean, like as, as somebody who actually right listens to like everybody's, <laughs> everybody's podcast here in Columbus, you actually listen to everyone's yeah, podcast? Pretty much. I mean, like, I don't Dude, listen to them all. Like all of, I try to like, cause like I've had a lot of free time. Dude, it's I've been, hard. I've just been doing comedy for, for most. Like, I think I need year, to so. switch to that though, because I think that's like a, it's a brain difference. Like when you go from listening to just like, well, and it's really, super it weirds them out when, when like, like for a while there, Chris Toyloy and, in Yo Reams, their their podcast. Like I I was listening to them and like I, I because I listened I've listened to their episodes, yeah. because you're listening to them and and besides just hearing them on stage, especially like when I was first coming out, they're like yeah you know Chris was just like yeah you should check out our podcast. I was like okay yeah absolutely, and then you know just it's very good. That's 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 their dynamic. It's adorable. Uh, uh, so the jerk off guys or jog podcast or something jog like that. Podcast, yeah. Plug, you're welcome, boys. Yeah, your biggest fan. That's what they always. I want to get them both on at the same time. But like, I th I know, like when I was first coming out. Have like, you ever seen the ass out podcast? You oh yeah, that? I, that's my like. I love that concept. I, I always wanted to do like a talk show that was like using Omegle, and then I find find you know Christian HB and Samson doing that like. 
Dude, beautiful. Uh, they, it's beautiful. I, I lo- yeah, I do love the ideas. Come here, princess. Uh, <laughs> I do love the ideas that uh, some of the people come out with. But uh, one of the things that I really like is that uh, I like to have like different guests of like different sorts. I don't like to just have comedians on because I think it just like uh i like don't get me wrong i love comedy podcasts but i think it's just like a you know it's a niche thing you get it you get get like instead of getting ten thousand people i would rather try to like reach you know a hundred thousand people yeah i get that somebody who's like oh i'm gonna listen to this guy because i like music people but then like oh this guy also listened to this comedian i'm interested in that sure i'll talk about that or something like that or you know we plug a comedy podcast and they go and listen to that yeah it's like that's a good podcast, though. Uh, my favorite one is Tucker. Tucker, and they did I've, one with Time War too. Yeah, I've uh, I've not listened to that one, and I'm, and Tucker yeah. will beat me up for saying that. I feel mm-hmm. like he looks like he'd beat you up, but he's actually a big old teddy bear. And I love dude, him. I love Tucker. I know. He's a great guy. I know. Uh, just uh, Tucker. Glock Glock three thousand. Uh, oh, but what I was saying was like listening to their podcast, uh, uh, Yale and Chris's, uh, I was listening to it a lot. Like when he was like, yeah, check it out. And I was like, this is funny. I enjoy this. And so I, like, then I'm like walking up to him talking like I know them and they're just like, who the fuck are you? Nah. It's just like, yeah, you should. That's this is kind of weird now. But now like now, now, now I know them. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say Yale was somebody who, you know, didn't talk to a lot of people. I feel like Chris Toiloy, I, he, he seems like he approaches people so but Yale in the beginning at least he just like was in the corner he was in that spot and it's salty though because that's like everyone's spot when they first start and I'm that was where I was sitting when I first started yep and then when he started sitting there I'm like I'm just gonna stop sitting there because when he would get there before me I'm like I'm not gonna uh, this is <laughs> just a thing. sits there and tugs on his beard yeah because like I used to there was uh this couple that used to like sit over there they used to hit on Trish so hard they were like swingers or something like that <laughs> and they were trying to get on Trish and that was when uh uh Moody Trudy's was in the fuck were you there for that no. oh so uh you know charity right or I guess uh is that what we call her no I don't know what we call her fucking in public uh fucking uh moody's trudy's truck you, you know that right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah okay yeah. yeah 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 she um she used to have that sandwich shop in the shrunken head oh okay. yeah so it was like extra dope because you could go in get food and get drinks and watch comedy oh yeah so uh but they also used to hit on her super hard they were just like super flirty weird people and they would always get super drunk and then the guy would start going up and doing stand up and everything miss those guys amazing but they used to sit right there too so (laughs) i'm just like that spot is the spot it's got a special energy i don't know what it is about it It sounds beautiful yeah Yeah. but where do you like to sit when you go Um, to places do you like to sit in the front you look like a person who likes to get right into no I'm, I'm back of the bus kind of person i like uh, to linger, okay. uh, creep in the shadows you know <laughs> i say i like to get in the middle i like to sit in the middle i get that i don't like to sit right in the front all the time because it's like people are gonna make fun of you and whatever <laughs> like i when i started growing my hair out and i started going back out to comedy johnny collins i was wearing i used to wear a lot of cat shirts i still do every once in a while but Johnny Collins saw my shirt and he was like, dude, this looks like John Mulaney on mushrooms. And I was like, Damn, <laughs> fuck. 
Uh, I love that this has become like a like like we're all, we're just name dropping every comedian. Uh, we haven't said Chris Johnson yet. Yeah, Chris, Chris Johnson. Johnson. Chris Johnson. I yeah. love you, Chris Johnson. We're just gonna make a <laughs> giant cut of him. But, yeah. All right, we're done name dropping. No. But anyway, let's talk, about, let's talk about you. We're talking about you. Um, so you started doing comedy at Scully's. You started doing Scully's and yeah. Uh, like How'd it go? Your first set? My first set wasn't too bad. I mean, there wasn't too many people in the room. I think we had like four people that weren't comedians, but then the rest were. Okay. Um, and uh, that first night was also uh, I met Eric Basso. I'm gonna name drop just because, like, like right off the bat, I was just like, I, I dig his style. <laughs> and got along with him really well. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a it was a good night. It was a, I, I, it wasn't like anything like it, it it wasn't like a great set by any stretch yeah but it had enough it had enough to keep me going like where i was like you know i didn't kill but <laughs> i i got i got enough chuckles from people that i knew were comedians and that well, enough was a how would you game. describe your style of comedy <sighs> i don't know what the fuck i would call it it is uh it, it is very much a hyper stylized uh narcissist like the most extreme narcissist version of myself i could ever portray like, like that's why a lot of the jokes like I, I make are like uh, come off as what would seem mean spirited, but like they're they're like I, I they come from a place of of warmth. I assure you, <laughs> you know, I, I have no ill intention with anybody. So uh, a good example is uh, like I, you know I'm a single father, and uh, you know I, I love single moms uh, so much so that I made one. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> and uh, like I, when I when I thought of that, I, I sent it to my baby mama, and uh, she just like was just like, "God damn it!" <laughs> like that's funny. Like, uh, like, what's your there. relationship like with her? We we co-parent really well. Like, yeah. Honestly, like uh, we uh, we we're 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 really cool with each other. We're, like we're we're still each other's friends, and that was something that was important. Like when kids were involved, and shout out to all the parents out there who have been <laughs> co-parenting so well it's... recently. Like I've been like so surprised by the amount of like parents who have been making it work and it's just like wow you it guys doesn't are doing have to, it like well i think so there's this whole romanticized thing that where like people think like relationships have to end toxically you know and like that was something that we we both promised to ourselves like like if we ever got to a point where you know let's not wait till the water runs dry was quite <laughs> literally like the line that we used was like the that the boys to men song Dang. and uh like like I, I just like we, there was a moment where we had this conversation, and uh, it was it was still rocky and rough for a while for you know both of us, but now we're best friends. Like we, I can honestly say that about her. Like, but nice. and and it's not just because we have kids. It's like now I have my friend back. You know, that's okay. that's the best way to put it. Like, you know, we can't live under the same roof. We definitely don't want to be romantic partners. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we, we've we've hit a good balance, mm -hmm. and our kids are all the better for it. Hell yeah. And how many kids do you have? Uh, two. Uh, yeah, yeah seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Pretty cool. How do you think that that... Uh, you said... Wait, how old is your oldest? Seven. Okay. So your first time doing comedy was after your kids. So would you say that... Com how would you say comedy is having kids? Because you didn't do it before having kids, so you wouldn't know, really. I, but Yeah, I mean, I'd written stuff and, 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 and such before, but I... How did your writing change? Uh, my writing, it's honestly, it's even changed just over the, the, the year that I've been, you know, performing like okay. regularly, but it's with, with kids, uh, there's a certain point where it's like it, as a parent, before you ever start talking about your kids, it's how am I going to approach this? You know, like I, I always appreci appreciated Louis CK's bit where he's like, my, you know, 
you know, my kids are assholes or something like that, you, you know, and it's just that, that line is so visceral. And as a parent, you're just like, yeah, as a parent, you feel that sometimes like yeah. your kids are assholes, you know, yeah. but you're a parent, you can't do that, you know? Yeah. So to like make those kinds of exclamations, you know, it's, it's okay to vent. And that's, that's something that I like to convey with my humor is like, you know, we feel this, even if it's not true, it's that pettiness that, you know, when you're in an argument, you, you want to say it so bad, but you don't mean it, yeah. you know? And that's, that's, that's the approach I kind of like to take with my comedy is, 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 you know, like I may say something that on the surface is just like, oh my goodness. But like, as soon as I start to explain the joke, it's like, okay, obviously he doesn't mean what he's saying. You know, that's, yeah. this, this, this has to be a joke. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. What, how do you approach your writing when you go to write jokes? Um, do you, are you like a write it all out type of guy? Do you write setups and punchlines? Cause like, <clears throat> like the reason why I'm confused yeah. by your comedy style is <laughs> it's like, sometimes I like, like your name joke. That's a classic joke. It's just like, it's, a it's silly, a bit, you know what yeah, I mean? It's a bit with a million different endings. But like <laughs> some of your other jokes, I get a little lost if I'm being honest. That's, and that's, and that's, <laughs> that's fair. And I, I get that. And that's, that's kind of part of my, like, I like that. Okay. Like that's kind of like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like it's, that's, I, I like the long winded story where it's like the, the, the jokes are there, but they're like, they might be like puns that like aren't quite noticeable or, you know, like. You know, the joke is, you know, the name is ridiculously long, you yeah. know, like with, with the Def Goldblum, like that, that, that's, that's one of the reasons I, I have that as a bit is like, buckle up. This, this is, this, a lot of this isn't going to seem like it makes sense on the surface. Okay. You know? Um, and that's why I like, uh, I like to have like something where like, yeah, the punchline is, is just worth it. You know, you, there could be a better punch. Like there are better punchlines. I have them <laughs> in some jokes, but sometimes I want that punchline to be just worth it. Where it's almost grown worthy, you know. I, I like that that kind of approach to humor too. I was gonna say I've been watching some a lot of specials recently. My favorite, obviously, I tell everybody is Daniel Tosh, <clears throat> and uh, one of the things that I noticed in some of his specials is that he did this thing where he would do a joke where it would have mass appeal in the very beginning. And he would just keep going with the joke until eventually there was only like 10 people who were still with him mm -hmm. on the joke. And I was like, that's an interesting approach. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, running and, into the ground. But, well, and the thing was is that <clears throat> the thing that was interesting about it is that every time he would do it, because he did it multiple times in one special, and he, would, and he would reference it every time. And every time he did that, it brought the entire room back. It was almost like he would he would grab a bunch of people he would just carry them around drop a few as he was like moving around and then he would just pick them all back up again it yeah. was like weird it it's was a, like it's a clever dynamic if you can pull it off yeah yeah i just like uh, i'm trying to figure it out i fucking suck at writing and that's why i'm asking you about your writing style because it's like how do you go about putting shit on paper i um well like uh that single mom joke. Right, okay. I, here, I'll give you kind of a breakdown of uh, how, how that, like, that's something I wrote forever ago. And I actually, like, only performed it, like, once or twice. Okay. And somebody was like, I've, I haven't heard you say that joke in months. Like, that's a killer joke. You should do it again. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I don't want it to be the one-liner. My, my approach to comedy for the rest of that set is different. You know, I don't do a lot of those jokes. And uh, I, I decided to come up with, like, a, <laughs> comparing dating a single mom to, like, college basketball. You know, like it's like the college basketball of dating, you know? okay. because uh, like those players in college basketball, like they're not earning anything from this game. 
but they play really hard because they want to make it to that next level. They really want to make it to the NBA, <laughs> you know? And so, like, I, 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 I was like, okay, like, I, I thought that was a silly, like, idea to come up with and stuff. Uh, and I, I, I wrote that bit. And so I was like, you know, I, I love Single Mom so much, I made one, college basketball. And I thought, like, that, that's funny. And then one of the things that I was mentioning earlier that somebody else told me is, like, sometimes when you write those bits, look at them. Like, if, if you see them as, like, you know, two separate jokes but that work together sometimes just flip them and I realized it's funnier to say the college bit and then reaffirm like no I love single mom so much remember I made one okay and then it's like so then it's like there is there is a method of like coming up with jokes seeing where they interconnect you know and that joke I hadn't touched in months came back to it and was like well what's something else that I could say and like college basketball was going on it just okay that clicked how uh, often do you go through your like how often do you recycle your material um I try, <laughs> there's times where I will write a piece that ends up being a five minute piece that I'll perform like once or twice. It's like, it's good for this moment in my life and I need to do it. And there's enough beats in it that I can, you know, like it's, it's good. And there's stuff that I may come back to and pull from later. But there's often times where, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'll do is I'll, I'll actually write something that it's a longer piece. I know it's going to need trimmed down, but I'm going to at least go up on stage on a, at an open mic, throw it at the, you know, the wall and see what sticks. And then I'll usually back off from it for a bit, come back, and then actually parse out jokes for other things okay. to write a more cohesive uh, set, if you will. All right. So another thing that I also wanted to ask you about, uh, because I think it's a very interesting thing about you, uh, you used to be a Jehovah Witness, right? Yeah. Honestly. Honestly, that's probably one of the reasons I'm co as comfortable as I am on stage and such. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, no, I grew up, you know, knocking on doors like, hey, you guys want to talk about Jesus? You know, <laughs> we're not here to change your religion. We just want to teach you the Bible properly. Like, like, like that's, that's like, it's, it's ridiculous. But, uh, no, I, uh, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. And, uh, now, what's their, what's their view, I guess, of the Bible? Because are they Christians? They are Christians, which is a, like, a lot of people, that's a misconception. Uh, they have a different view of, like, they don't believe people actually go to heaven. They believe that, like earth will be restored to like the paradise that Adam and Eve were in and like mankind will live on earth, but some people will go to heaven. It's weird. Okay. Um, it is a cult. Uh, I have no shame in saying that. This is like an, uh, an apocalypse type thing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. They are a bit of a doomsday cult. Like, I mean, that's what they're literally like looking forward to Armageddon. So wait, so you're saying that their, their thought is that when people die, not everyone goes to heaven and heaven is actually earth restored pretty much yeah so if you like look at that from just like a non-religious view you could just say that that's fucking people who survive the apocalypse the apocalypse yeah yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. just like yeah the, the ones that we we tried how do they say the, the ones the that we held close like grandma you know it wasn't the apocalypse that killed her she went to heaven do they <laughs> do they add to revelations or what are they no they uh they have they have their own uh that's the new world translation uh version of the bible it's okay. like a they, they do have some of their own like where they've kind of fudged the meaning of certain scriptures to kind of more fit their agenda uh this is like uh, this if, if you got sued for anything on this podcast it might be this they get oh. really touchy they're like they're, they're not as bad as scientology uh unless i bring up the pedophilia issues within the church because uh, uh they used to come at like in articles the uh, the what the witnesses used to come at the catholic church like you guys have pedophiles and blah 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 and then like in the last like 20 30 years like have had like the same kind of floodgates of like pedophilia like revealed within their organization yeah and so suddenly they're all mum about it it's uh it's terrible 
but it's also kind of like, ha, huh, like you guys are. <laughs> you know about the two-person rule? Uh, the two-witness rule, yeah. Wait, what's that? So, okay, so uh, that this is actually where the whole like why the pedophilia thing is such a big thing. Look at Ridge over here. You're researching. He's looking it up. Well, I already know this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the two witness rule is, uh, for example, if uh, I were diddled by uh, somebody in the church um, and I went to my parents and said, this person diddled me and my parents were like, all right, we need to go. The first thing is they don't go to the police. They're, you're supposed to go to the elders first and you sit down with the elders and they say, you know, what happened? They have you go into mass detail about everything that you did or that, that was happened to you, you know. Um, and then uh, they bring the, the other person in. Uh, sometimes I've heard uh, they were in the room with you even, and uh, you have to like confront them and accuse them of, of doing this. And if they say no, and there were no other witnesses, that's it. Like there's, that's it there. Like, because in the, according to the witnesses in the Bible, it says, you know, there needs to be two witnesses to crimes and such. You know, if you didn't cry out and nobody, you know, came to help or like they, they literally try to use the scripture to fudge this because Whoa. Yeah. So, so like that's in the, that's now the issue is is they keep records of all these people as What's, well. What so which uh, which line in the Bible is this? Oh, see, so the two witness rule. Um, it yeah, I was going to say it's it's part of like the the the. It's part of like uh, Genesis. No, no, I mean it's part of like the Judaic laws. The, the, what is I can't remember. I'm blanking. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, yeah. Mm. That's, that's in the uh, first testament, the, uh, the old testament. And it's yeah. kind of even probably taken out of context here, like. To yeah, be well, yeah, well, that's uh, what I'm trying like, to like. It, like, and that's that's one of the things is they, they you know, like Whoa. like like with a lot of uh, like other kind of fundamentalist Christian groups, like they'll they'll take a scripture and read into that's it as if that nuts. one scripture is a prophecy in itself. That's you nuts. Know? And so, like, yeah, they they they've got an issue. Whoa. Yeah. It's uh, not, not. It's blowing the lid off of the pedophilia and the Jehovah's Witnesses, folks. <laughs> so, um, Don't worry. real Dan, funny. Dan real funny. did a whole podcast about it. He didn't get sued yet. <laughs> uh, if you want to get a little, closer, a little closer. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, um, but I was gonna say. Uh, so, how did you get into the religion, though? Your I was parents? a. I was a fifth generation. My family had been in it for. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Five generations. So. Uh, uh, I, I kind of broke when, uh, I, I noticed that they would use carbon dating to like base certain things like, like, yeah, this is, well, this is how we know that this is true or whatever. And, uh, I, like it would mention the Sumerians, like are mentioned in the Bible. Uh, the Sumerians predate, uh, the, the accounts of Adam and Eve, yeah. you know, like the actual cult, the civilization predate when like the yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses or a lot of people say it ex happened. And that like set off an alarm, and I like as like a, a as a teenager, and I remember like talking to my father about it, and he got in my face like, "What are you questioning the Bible?" You que like, and so like Whoa. it was like Dang. like well, and that's it. Like if you leave the religion, uh, they shun you. They call it disfellowshipping. Uh, you lose like you're not really supposed to associate outside of the religion. Uh, you don't really have so you don't have friends outside of them. Your family, for the most part, that you have is within the religion. If they're outside the religion, it's kind of limited, you know, contact. So if you leave, you you lose your entire social circle, family potentially family. In my case, I you know lose my entire family kind of thing. Um, and uh, I was like my aunt uh, left when I was like twelve, and I was close to her growing up. Like she was like my babysitter and stuff. 
Um, and right about the time I left, I had reconnected with some guys I knew from high school, and they kind of become really good friends. Reconnected with my aunt, and uh, like just kind of did what they call a fade. I, I moved a state line away, or stayed away from my parents, <laughs> and uh, just stopped going to the meetings and stuff like that, uh, which they have like three times a week. And uh, those were pre-COVID times, so they were in person, and it was a it was a whole thing, man. Shoot. So yeah. what? did you do during your time and you said you knocked on doors i did the i was a, a full-time uh, what they call a pioneer was, okay. at the time i think it, i started it was 70 hours a month you were i was doing the knocking on doors whoa yeah man Damn. um when i was in high when i was in school i would do like a i would go down to like 50 hours a month um and i was still like like it was dude it was yeah um so I did that. Uh, I was uh, I moved up to the what they call a ministerial servant, um, like doing public talks, uh, which is like sermons on Sundays and stuff, uh, traveling to other congregations and, and doing that. And uh, had even been on like they three times a year they do like these big like uh, uh, assemblies or conventions um, where like it's thousands of people. Uh, the, the, and like I'd been interviewed and and like spoken in front of that kind of crowd too. So that's why, like, honestly, getting on stage is a little cathartic for me. It itches, it itches that little bit of narcissism. <laughs> like I said, that's why I kind of let the deaf character take over. <laughs> okay. I mean, that explains a lot of your storytelling and your yeah. fucking Long bullshit. Long-winded bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah, Can't get I'm, I'm, any stories out yeah, of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, deaf. And you'd be like, dude, this crazy thing happened. Oh, tell me about it. I'd be like, oh, this crazy thing and then this the crazy thing and then we got dinner and then we had p pudding afterwards and then i was like <laughs> what's your favorite color and then i was like dude what happened and he's like no no no, hold on it's all relevant and then at the end it's like none of it was relevant dude just tell me the end i get it <laughs> that's 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 that, Save that, it for, that, that for me is that's <laughs> that for me is the joke man i can't like that's like, like dude it bugs the <laughs> fucking shit out of me when comedians do bits <laughs> off stage you know what i mean like yeah. like if it's like a if it's like a quick one-liner cool but there was one time i was talking to a newer comedian and i don't think he noticed that i know knew that he was doing it but he was talking to me and he would he would tap his phone and I looked down at his phone because, like, he was doing it so often that I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And uh, it was notes. He was. Oh, yeah. I know. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, are you doing your set to me right now? Talk to me like a fucking person. Yeah. Who are you? It, like, what the fuck? It, it's one thing if, like, like, because, like, you and I have had moments where, like, hey, I've got, I've got an idea. Do you mind if I run it by you? Yeah, like, I, exactly. That's one thing. I, I will say, and I don't do this super often, but there have been moments where, like, I've, I've come up with a bit that's a story that I need to see if the story sounds believable with the, the terrible punchline. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to do the bit because I, I enjoy doing it too much. Okay. Uh, but like, uh, it, well, I'll give you the premise. I, I, you, it's a rectum damn near killed him. Okay. There is no real rectum damn near killed him joke. It's, it was a bit like a trope that they used to use in movies and television to like, you know, you're walking into a scene, they need somebody making a joke with laughter. And so you, the camera would come into the scene and be like, rectum damn near killed him. And the entire room just laughs. There was no actual joke. And I was like, I need to come up with a solution for this. 
So I wanted to come up with a story that was sounded believable. And like, like until you're too deep in it and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this is, this is too much. <laughs> and, and it ends with that as the punchline where it's again, like, like it could have been even better if I came up with something, but I wanted it to end with that, you know? And I, I did that one time uh, to a bunch of comedians. And once they realized what had happened, they were not happy. Like they were laughing, but they were not happy either. They're just like, did you just do a bit on us? I was like, yeah, but I got you. I got you. Like that was like, I, I don't do that some, as a thing that is, is a regular thing, but sometimes it's just, I, I've got to see if this is yeah, a, dude, that kind of story. I, you have no idea how much it actually annoyed me when that guy did that to me. Cause I was like, dude, you know, I was trying to talk to you like a person, you know, trying to ask you about certain shit. And cause, and I, I think the reason I noticed it is that there was a conversation switch that was a little bit like uh, it was, it was kind of uh, like wasn't fluid, and I was like, "This is weird." Like, why is he talking, like, talking about this now? And yeah, was, he he was. Uh, I don't think we'll see him. I'm not going to drop names or anything. Dude, I hope I hope we do <sighs> because but he he is kind of no. I don't even know his name. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Cowboy but, hat. <laughs> sometimes, like fucking it was, camouflage. Fucking. But th suit. there was one night where, like, I oh I, I want like I was like I'm gonna try and listen to his set because I haven't listened to him in a few weeks, and like I <laughs> I, I stood in the wing. Out? Huh? No, I haven't seen him in months. But this was like yeah a few months back, and I was standing in in the back there at the shrunken head, and he goes up on stage, and then he just starts reciting a scene from Family Guy with like these this like Peter Griffin and Lois accents and then he just shifts into like a Stewie act. like he's just like trying to do like, he's literally just jump it like trying to do impressions with like but like he's doing like he was acting out the entire stuff. scene yeah he's yeah, doing, like, like he was acting out stuff. just a scene of family guy and part of me is like this is brilliant if it was his intention to not be yeah. Like, like, like if this was, if, if I knew what he was going up here and this was what he was aiming to actually portray, yeah. like a very timid, like avant-garde like thing. I watched him do like a fluffy it. thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he said it was his thing, but he still went into it. Like the Gabriel Iglesias, like yeah. fluffy bit. Oh. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, what? Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I mean, I'm not great at comedy, but I try to write my own shit. And there have been a few times, there was actually one joke that I wrote where I was like going to sleep at night and I was like, bro, why do I feel like I got this joke from somewhere? And then straight up, I like was like, oh, it had to have been like this thing. And I went and looked and the joke was not the same, but like you could kind of say it was the same premise, but it wasn't even the same premise. So it was like, whatever. But there was one time where I was like really worried because Halima came up to me and said something about my, a joke that I wrote. And I was like, fuck, why would she say that, you know, whatever. And then I was like, the only other person that could have written a joke like that in my head was this one comedian. And then she was like, have you ever heard of this comedian? And I was <laughs> like, like, I was like, damn it. No, <laughs> no. What? And then, well, I messaged him. I messaged the comedian. I was like, Hey, like I like for some odd reason I just like have this weird feeling that I may have heard something about this and then he was like, no I don't have a joke about that and I was like okay sweet thank you so much for clearing that up because I have been dying and because yeah. at the time uh, that, that, at the time like a, yeah. it was my best joke so that's why I was like really worried I was like fuck dude like did I seriously just like 
accidentally like like because it wasn't the same well because it's not his joke but like it was like it wasn't like the same to like what i thought i may have heard from him but like it i was like really worried so i was like god damn it dude no i i I, there was there's one that i remember like and i i've kind of i'm trying to back off listening to as much comedy at least like newer stuff like like you know like listening to too many people that are like current to a certain degree unless it's like something where it's more improv in that sense that's a little bit different um even within the comedy scene there there's sometimes we we all comedians are always going to overlap in in, in talking about certain things you know Mm -hmm. like you know every comedian has an abortion joke every you know there's always those kinds of stuff but uh lost where i was going with that uh this is what it's like when i perform too uh yeah, you're talking about everyone's. Got oh a yeah, joke um, got. I, I there was one. I remember one morning. My my old routine was like wake up, cup of coffee, and a smoke a bowl, and then start writing. Like like just whatever. Yeah. And uh, one morning, I, I remember like I was just I, I I had gone through my notes from the drunken night before, and one of them was uh, it must be hard to be a racist these days or something like that and i was like that's that's a funny idea if you can convey like like it must like like it, the idea and I, and I was like you know what i'm 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 gonna sit on this because that's not something that you could easily approach and i opened youtube and quite literally the first thing that in my library that was uh, that joke from last night i was like well i'm happy i didn't waste any time on this yeah. but then i watched it i can't remember the guy's name it is an amazing bit where he's it's a mocking bit and that was like even when i like when i read that to myself i was like i know that's what the idea is like it's mocking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how hard it must be you know yeah but like I'm happy I didn't dive any further into it because yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, it, I've I've there's been a few people who I have heard uh, make jokes that are like pretty similar, and it like sucks because it's like you know I'm not saying that I play favorites. You know, it's like I see a comedian and I'm like, oh, I'm friends with that comedian. They do a joke, and then I see somebody else who does a joke that's like it's done way better, and it's like the same exact premise or something like that. Or you'll see them do it first, and you're like, wow. Oh, yeah. And I've, yeah, I've seen that happen a few times. I mean, I feel like, wait a minute. Don't you have one? Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've had one of those. Yeah, Yeah, we won't go into it. Yeah, no. But this is, but, yo, yo, yo. I don't like to, I don't honestly like to, but here's the, this is what I will say. This is what I will say. When I heard both of those jokes, because when somebody told me about it, I knew immediately what they were talking about because I could go, my brain sat myself right there when I saw both of the people do the jokes. And the thing that I said was, I thought that, that they were different. I and they and were different honestly, enough. like, because the way it even, and I thought, like, the way it was even, somebody sent it to me and they're like, isn't this your joke? And like that, that's, that's where like, honestly, like it was like a, like where it's like, they put uh, the thought in my head and, and honestly, we hit a lot of the same beats throughout yeah, the yeah. Enti- like, like, but it's, it's honestly, they're just completely different. They, like, they are different. They're very different. Yeah. yeah. And, you know? and when that's, and that's why when I heard both of them, I thought both of them were funny, but I thought one of your punchlines that you had was better. Cause you didn't. Well, you and his, ki- honest, didn't like, you say something about uh, like, kicking a baby? Or, or wait, my, my, uh, like uh, uh, what was fall, yours? Uh, uh, at home abortions. Like, yeah. they, like I, I throw in like that. You can fall downstairs, but you can also at home abortions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, so but, they were but, different. Like, honestly, I shout out because I love Tony Watson. I'll, I'll yeah. give a shout out. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, like he his started off better. Like, you can't even kill a baby in Texas yeah. anymore, dude. That's that. That's that's yeah. a that's a better. Like, that's an amazing setup. Well, and yeah. this, well, and this is why I was so sad when I was hearing that because I was like, dude. He's my like favorite out yeah, of town no. comedian. And I'm like, like what? Every time he like, comes I, in, like, every no time beef. he comes into town, no I'm like, like watching because no, he's like, fucking. He's fire. a fucking, and he's he's like honestly, he's one of the best hecklers I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I, I love doing the heckle mic when he's there yeah. because he's one of those people who he like. Even even if you do have a good line, and it's like, haha, he has something like to throw back at you. Like, you don't even like. Why are you fucking like? Yeah. Like, All I'm just, gonna say is this. I, like and I like I said I love everybody, but uh, it's just funny to me because I know that you kind of sabotaged the whole thing because you like kind of sounded the alarm and told everybody. I didn't tell everybody. You told enough I told, people. I, well, it was you because told, no, you you know people, well, I know uh, you deaf. You're like me. You tell everybody everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, was, <laughs> this was this was this was there were there were four of us that night. That's a lot of people. There was, however, that's people, a lot the, of people. people were supposed to be sworn to secrecy, and because of also what was going through that night, Dude, that was that was literally the night that I was, that was the night I was putting my uh, my girlfriend in rehab at the time. Dude, that remember I would literally been on the road for like sixteen hours. I don't give a, a fuck what I your was, situation was. No one's gonna incredibly anything. state. We're gonna we really actually need it's to a edit. virus. We sadly need to edit this stuff out at this point. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we can talk about it still. If you want. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm Wait. sorry. Yeah, that got a little like because yeah, like honestly, the reason the reason that stuff even kind came out was like because i like i was not on my i was off my parkinson's meds and i wasn't on antidepressants oh. and i had just spent like the last 48 hours with my odin girlfriend oh well i mean yeah. what so I mean, you didn't have to bring that, that up no 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 i'm sorry yeah but like I was, it's all coming <laughs> into place that's one of the reasons like i didn't know if i, I like i can tiptoe around this a little bit but yeah like why did you even bring it up then i don't know it was <laughs> a bad idea i'm sorry but no but yeah, yeah but i mean that thing Shit. Oh, no sorry. you're good no you're good but you know, yeah, don't ever tell anybody anything in no, the scene. I know, honestly. Don't ever tell well, anybody. No, I've that's since we'll learned start. that. That's God where we'll damn. start. Like, like that's don't tell anybody like, anything. Yeah, like this, this, this suddenly turned into a therapy session. I'm like, shit, this wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen. But yeah, no, dude. Yeah. I was gonna say because I, I do the same thing. I tell everybody everything, but I also tell everybody everything that, like, I mean, I. I just share everything that I know is like if it's out there, yeah. it's out there. Well, in in, in in this particular case, it's like your your friend who I was just like, oh, yeah. I'm comfortable, no, too no. comfortable yeah, now. Yeah. No, 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 but like, uh, yeah, but like what I was saying, I've is learned that to keep what, things closer. To what my I'm chest saying is life. that you definitely should have kept that under wraps, so that if you were gonna try to handle it, you could have like you know. Well, and part one of the people like I like. Halima was there that night and I told her how I want to handle it. And at first she was just like, yeah. And, and then like a couple of nights later, she was like, no, and I was like, all right, fine. Like, but like, and, and it was, it was right. Like I was, heated. I, like I said, I was in a very manic place. I was, that, that, that was, that was not the best of me at the time. That was for sure. That was for sure. <laughs> Dang. So you also have Parkinson's. I do have Parkinson's. And yeah. you've had that for your entire life or well, does that develop or how does that work? Uh, I was diagnosed in February of 2019. So oh, that's later years. shit. Yeah. Well, um, you have it your entire life though. Yeah. So like, and it's uh, technically like most people aren't diagnosed until much later in life. I'm like, they used to call it early onset. Now I forget what the new term is. Um, but, um, part of the reason they found it was like, I had other health issues and stuff that were exacerbating it. Um, but part of the reasons it's not noticeable is like, yeah, now I'm on the right meds and that okay. kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just it kind of started with a, a twitch uh, uh, with my my left side on my pinky finger, and uh, like due to other things in life, like there were moments where like I had issues with my legs and trying to walk, 
and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I do attribute that was part of the reason why I started to put on weight. At one point, I was two or 455 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I've, uh, how, wait, what? Yeah, I was how, huge. How many, dude, 455. 455. That was like probably five, six years ago was when I was at my peak and then started losing weight. Holy shit. Uh, a little bit after that, yeah. But it, but it, it didn't really start dropping off until. <laughs> like this this right here, ladies, this is all just extra skin. It's not even really fat. It's what, it's wonderful. What are you at now? Uh, uh, last time I weighed in, I was at like a two. Or it was like two forty, two thirty seven, two forty. If I have a good poop, you know, I drop down to the two thirty seven. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Whoa. I like I take three pound poops. I don't, I want, I don't want that to be lost on anybody. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but let's see, Def, you have an Instagram. I do. It's a uh, at comic Def Goldblum. Okay, sweet. We'll put that in the description. And everything. Absolutely. You got any shows or anything that you got going on anytime soon? Uh, I I'm gonna be at the Funny Bone Showcase on March 16th. Might as well plug that. I All know right. I'm gonna be there. Uh, you yeah. can definitely see me there. It's gonna be uh, the last show was amazing. This next one's gonna be huge. Dude, I hopefully yeah. Hopefully I show up too. We'll see what happens. Oh, uh, you'll be on there. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be on the show. We'll yeah. make sure you're on the show. It's just yeah. I just <laughs> we'll get you up. Like I have like you guys actually work for the funny boat. I'm like oh, don't, don't worry. worry dude. I've got connections. I'll yeah, get you on the show. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm trying to get my people to see if I can get some people to go, but. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm excited. And you said it was like a pretty full showroom. It was, uh, like, yeah, it was. I think they said it was shy of 250. It was like, or something like that, wasn't it? Like, I like, don't know. I know, I know. Like, somebody said it was above 240, but it wasn't 250. It was like, okay. well, so. I know there's at least 200 people there. Yeah, it was. It was nice. Wow. I liked it. Dude, I couldn't even imagine doing a show, and I couldn't even imagine doing any of my jokes for 200 people. It was like the energy. Like, I couldn't even. It, the the difference between a comedy club and any comic will tell you this that's done that kind of thing is they're there and ready to laugh. If you're yeah. doing it at an open mic, that's a bar. Half the people are trying to drink. They didn't know what was going on. You know, you'll hear this a million times. Was but. there any sets that were? You said there was only like one set that was like a complete bomb. Yeah, I don't I don't remember yeah, their name. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. A couple people ran ran the mic and got cut off, but uh, overall, everybody like that was the energy was just. Beautiful. It was uh, great. It dude, was great. I ho yeah, dude. I ho really hope that they start doing it two times a month and everybody can start getting some, you know, awesome stage time. You know, absolutely. So, absolutely. all right. Uh, you got any other things to plug? Any other podcasts or art things or music mm -hmm. or SoundCloud? I, or... I do have a SoundCloud, but yeah, just yeah, follow me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, and uh, yeah, thank you on SoundCloud. That's T H A N underscore Y or K Y O U. Dude, hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, guys, this was Def Goldblum. Def, I fucking appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on Thank here. Thank you. Had a great time. Dude, and this was episode 17, and we'll see you guys around. See you next week. Or next episode, I guess.